DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We are brought to you in part by Mark Miller. DJ and PK in the morning brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. Time to welcome back Big T Thurl Bailey, jazz TV analyst on AT&T Sportsnet. You see him on TV with jazz games uh, on the broadcast on the home games and doing the pre-half and post with the lemma on the road games. He joins us now. Big T, good morning. Good morning, guys. What's going on? Big T, man, you are big time going up to the state capitol, getting honored for all your service and good works in the community. You're the man, Big T. Well, it was nice. It was nice to be recognized. I mean, you know, it, we that's not why we do things, but it's it's always nice to know that people are watching and listening and then we're in a great community as well to be able to to uh to emulate a lot of what's going on in this community already. So, thanks. Yeah, I've always been amazed on how you've always had time for everybody. I've seen it. The only time you didn't have time for somebody was when some <laughs> little dude uh, was in a store in Michigan after the Michigan-BYU football game, I think it is. He tapped you on the shoulder, and you looked around and said, What do you want? Remember that one? Uh, you know, I don't really recollect that. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember that. <laughs> Wow, you got a great memory, PK. Uh, Is there any chance? Me. Yeah, I was going to say, any chance the little guy was PK? Of course it was. Because that's really the only person you drop. What do you want on? I think I actually. He scared me. I just kind of went away. Security. Yeah, I think you were there on a recruiting trip for your son, if I remember correctly. I was, yeah. <laughs> and I, I was covering the game. That was kind of funny. <laughs> I actually heard you on uh, NBA radio uh, a couple of weeks back. I mean, the Jazz are just getting so much attention here as far as what we've got going with them. And obviously, you being one of the broadcasters, people are going to come at you as far as that goes. Uh, how do you think the players – handling all this stuff and there's some deal as far as well you know maybe they're not getting respect is that anything that you would be concerned about and should the players be concerned about i don't think you're ever concerned i mean you know this i mean i think it's it's been that way for this this market or this organization even in in you know in winning years in the malone stockton era um you know the respect had to be earned and I think even in, at this position right now, there are a lot of people out there that, that aren't really sure if the Jazz are the real deal or not. I mean, they got a small sample size, and it got bigger and bigger and bigger. And, um, but this is a really, really good team. And it, it's not just about – I mean, we see them a lot, you know, outside of, of, of Jazz Nation. You know, people are, have their other teams that they root for and their favorites – but there is no question that the Jazz have really been tested uh, in, in this first half, and they, they've they've won different ways. Although they do make the three-point shot a big part of what they do, uh, when the shot's not going well, they they found other ways to win, or they found ways to stay in games uh, and have a chance to to win. But occasionally. They don't seem to want to defend, and they've got a great record right now, but they are 2-4 and four when they give up more than 120 points. 
So the obvious answer would be quit giving up more than 120 points. Now, you can speak to getting worn down and it's your third game in four days, but uh, PK and I were really pumping them up when they played three and four days and ground out a win in Indiana after a back-to-back down in, I think, Atlanta and Charlotte. And they didn't have the energy, and they found a way to push through it. And then watching them play the Pelicans, they didn't have the energy, but they didn't, they didn't find that sense of urgency the last three minutes, and so they weren't able to push through it. How much do you write off to, hey, it happens? And how much do you write off to, hey, it happens to a lot of teams in the NBA, but if you want to be a champion, it shouldn't be happening to you, and it can't be happening to you. you got to find a way to push through it, just the way you're going to have to push through tough times in the playoffs. Well, DJ, you know me. I don't. I don't like using that that excuse, um, and, and I, I'm sure they don't either. Listen, every team has to go through it. Every team gets tired. It's just humanly impossible not to have fatigue uh, when you're traveling, uh, when you're playing a lot of games. Um, sometimes it's a collective fatigue, but other times it's individual fatigue, like impact players that that uh, may be feeling it. The other thing is, is there are other good teams in this league. You know, their record, New Orleans is a good team. Their record doesn't indicate that, but, you know, they're nice. They're going to put together a really good game. And, and whatever you try to do defensively, um, you know, it's, you're going to have slow starts. You're going to have dips. You have bad third quarters. Uh, I, I think the positive thing, if I had to pull something out from, Yesterday's game was the fight. Even even with the fatigue, there was some fight. You're down 17. You bring it back within one. So you got an opportunity, and that's a lot of times is what you ask for is an opportunity to win. But I get what you're saying. If you want to be one of those next level teams in the finals and and possibility to to win a championship, there's certain things that you cannot allow, and um, it's not going to happen every night. But there's certain teams that, on paper, you you know you've got to really, you've got to have strong starts. You can't have a lull. You can't, you know, you can't allow that team to go on a, you know, a, 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 a significant run without you answering back right away. So Jazz got caught in that last night. You heard Quinn Snyder talk about things that they didn't do well. They didn't defend. Uh, that's a collective effort as well. With Mike Conley out, Joe Ingles really flourishes. In fact, they're seven and zero without without Conley, if I remember correctly. And then against the Pelicans, with Conley's obviously back, uh, Joel's not near the same player. Now, obviously, the ability is there. What can be done to get more out of Joe in the role when Conley's playing? Well, I think there's you know you're asking a player to. To be in a different role, uh, when that player goes, when Joe goes back to the bench, his role has changed, and and a lot of times the people you're playing with on the court changes, right? Maybe you don't have as many pick and roll opportunities with Rudy um, on the bench as, as when you started. You know, you're trying to find something in that first quarter that works, and maybe that that's it for net, for you know for a certain game, but. Um, and it's not that Joe can't give more. I think, you know, it, as a guy who came off the bench pretty much most of his career and you're thrown in the lineup, um, you just got to make those adjustments. Joe's been around long enough that, that he can be as aggressive offensively uh, coming off the bench as he does starting. But that, that, I think that's 
some of that is a lineup thing as well because when you have Joe in there, you have JC in there as well, Jordan Clarkson, then your offense is going to be set up a little differently. Um, you know, you may not be the primary ball handler a lot of times or, or the guy with the ball in his hand as, as the shot clock's running down. So you know, I think it's really incumbent upon Joe to, to try to be as forceful you know, and, and take some risk as well on the offensive end. But, yeah, it's, it's a different place to be. It's a different role that you're asking a guy to do. Um, coming out of the shoot, um, you know, based upon what you need that first quarter to look like. Uh, so, you know, a lot of that's on gel, but some of it is, is based on the different lineups. I think you're smart. And you know why people say that? Thank you. <laughs> I think you're smart too, PK, but I was talking to Thurl in this situation. Oh, okay. oh. But usually I find that people say someone is smart when someone unexpectedly shares an opinion that aligns with their own opinion. And I think, well, you're smart because I'm smart because I figured out the truth. And Well, you figured out the truth too, so you must be smart. But I really think there's a lot of truth to if you're on the floor with Jordan Clarkson and he's doing his thing – Joe's going to be a decoy in the corner. Well, not necessarily a decoy, but Joe's going to be in the corner. But they're never going to leave Joe because he shot the three too well for too many years. And even if players are going to only semi-absorb the scouting report, they know that because they played against him in previous years and seen him do it. So they're not leaving him. So Joe's going to start getting a lot of zeros across the box score because he's standing in the corner. And you don't get an assist over there. You're not going to get a shot over there. And you're probably not getting a rebound over there. And so Joe's production is going to change dramatically, and Clarkson's efficient enough and effective enough. I don't know how much I'd want to mess with that because clearly what he's doing is working. Um, so does it just come down to the Jazz are so deep that there's always going to be someone who isn't going to be as statistically productive as they could be? Or is there some way, you played on a lot of teams for a lot of coaches, is there some way to massage that over time? See, you're smart too. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Thurl. Thank you, PK. PK's getting in on this cake. I don't know how, yeah. but he's getting a piece of this. That chocolate cake looks good. I'm getting in on this. <laughs> well, I think that's that's kind of the beauty of of who the Jazz are, and it also kind of hurts them on on, on certain nights as well because teams are going when they scout the Jazz. I mean, what do you what do you really focus on taking away? You want to take away. Rudy's dive to the basket so he can't get lobs. Um, you want to try to take away the pick and roll. Well, you've got to guard something. Um, and some nights it works with teams, but the Jazz have so many options in the flow of what they do. Um, just like, you know, I talked about the game yesterday. You know, Bogey hasn't had a 20-point game in a while. Uh, you know, I, I feel like it's time for him to, to kind of step up. And, and sure enough, the opportunity happened early in the game because the other team's thinking, well, you know, Bogey hasn't necessarily shot it great. He's had some good games. So what do you want to take away? You want to take away Rudy's ability to get to the rim. Uh, you know, you want to take away the three-point shot. So, yeah, I mean, I think in general, in general, guys, what the Jazz, the Jazz are read and react team. Right, so there's not one or two guys. Who, I think I think that's sometimes why Donovan doesn't get a great start 
in a lot of games as you look at the scoring side of it. And it's not because teams are taking it away as much as, you know, it, it's it's his ability to see what's open for him and not try to, you know, to to push the envelope until, you know, he knows that, you know, he's got to pick it up a little bit. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think we talk about a different – we either talk about a different guy kind of coming through every night or multiple guys. You know, you see six, seven guys in double figures. Um, you know that when Mike Conley's out, somebody else is going to take up that role, Royce O'Neal, maybe offensively. So, yeah, there's so many dynamics to to what's going on. It's just amazing that Coach Quinn Snyder's head doesn't explode because – and that's a lot to sell – to a bunch of guys, but it works. I hate to overemphasize any singular game. Uh, now, with that in mind, I'm going to probably do it and ask you about it as far as the Philly game because it's the last game before they have nine days off, and if they lose, they'd go one and three on the trip, blah, blah, blah. How much importance do you put into this singular game, Philadelphia, which is obviously a contender in the East? Uh, I put a lot of significance on it um, because, you know, we joke, and, and EJ knows this, about having your bags packed. Hmm. Um, you know, it's the all-star, the break's coming up, and, you know, Coach Sloan used to talk about that all the time, about you, know, you can't have your bag packed yet. We have, we've got work to do. And you've t- you're talking about the top two teams in, in each conference. So it's I, I think it's especially – with both teams being relatively healthy with their impact players. Embiid didn't play the last game. and um, So I think it's really, really important for the Jazz to end on on a very, very positive note, a win against a great team that's, that's uh, competing as well uh, for championship. And so uh, Jazz have historically – especially this season, been a pretty good bounce-back team. Uh, they've won a lot of games, and this, the, the, the game they lost last night probably hurt a little, little bit more because, um, you know, they had to put so much work into trying to get back into it. But I, I put a lot of significance on it, PK, because being in that position, you want to prove that you're worthy of, of – you know, being in that top spot. So you win this game, I think there's some automatic respect you're going to get uh, from people outside of that that jazz, the jazz world. Maybe maybe Shaq. Maybe Shaq will give him more respect. Who knows? Yeah, there you go. No. You and I both know the answer <laughs> to that is no. Well, Big T, we got to let you run. I just want to say that uh, I don't know if you're the most patient person I've ever seen because I've seen Ron Boone be incredibly patient when I would have lost my top. But I did see you sign autographs. Uh, Pace and I would just go out to the set and watch games, and you would sign autographs late into the first quarter, once or twice, maybe into the second quarter. And I wasn't here, and neither were PKs, but we've watched enough sports. We can probably kind of fill in the gaps and, and largely guess why you're so popular with people after so many years. But uh, it does take a lot of patience, and that isn't as always as easy as you make it look. So I'm glad somebody more important than PK and I gave you a little tip of the cap there. So good for you. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's an honor coming from you guys. I appreciate it. But uh, 
Hey, you guys, you guys do a great job, man. I appreciate you having me on the show, and um, it's 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 just always nice to. It's good to be in a place where you know your team's winning and getting some more respect, and uh, you're just part of a part of something that's you know maybe we haven't seen for a while. So, uh, you know, give me a call tomorrow. I've got some other stuff for you. <laughs> we got All Star break coming up. Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Don't call me. My bad. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Thurl. <laughs> See you guys. Big T Bailey joining us right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.